Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, you know what? Holy crap. The Lakers won wire to wire convincingly against a Western Conference playoff team. And wouldn't you know it, Darvin Ham went with the most logical starting five and they opened up the game well. Holy crap. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. So the Lakers started this one uh, with D'Angelo Russell at the point. They had uh, Malik Beasley at the two. They had some combination of LeBron and Jared Vanderbilt at the three slash four. And then you had uh, AD at the five. And uh, they they came out and looked incredible. Uh, just Just the ball was really moving around. I think they assisted on like 14 of the first 15 buckets that they scored. They didn't miss a shot in the paint in the first half, I believe. Um, all of the numbers would indicate uh, early on that that was the right move there from Darvin Ham. So credit to him uh, for doing so. And, and, and doing so, by the way, um, the first opportunity that he had. They, You look at the, the Lakers' uh, you know, schedule coming up. They could not just kind of drop this game. Uh, after the, the, the All-Star break, they go at home against Golden State, at Dallas, uh, now that they have Kyrie. Um, although, now that they have Kyrie actually kind of makes me more confident in the Lakers. Uh, but anyway, uh, they go at Memphis, they go at OKC, um, at home against Minnesota, at home against Golden State, and at home against Memphis. Um, that is a pretty tough stretch there and a stretch that the Lakers kind of sort of need to, you know, the seven games that I just listed, they need to win at least four, preferably more, obviously. And, and had they lost tonight, then they would have, you know, been looking at having to win five, if not more. So, uh, this was a huge win. And as I've been saying, you know, since the deadline, the Lakers didn't have any more runway to, you know, try to stick with any kind of continuity. And again, credit to Darvin Ham. He goes with that starting group and they just came out absolutely gangbusters on on uh, New Orleans. New Orleans at no point took a lead. Uh, they did get the game to within, I think, one or two points at various points over the course of the game. Um, and and like that, that's kind of the way that one NBA basketball just kind of goes nowadays with, with the three point shot. Um, but also the Lakers are trying, you could tell they're still trying to iron out a rotation. And when you're trying to do that kind of a thing, you're going to have those stretches where teams can, you know, either go on a run on you or climb back, uh, into the game on you. And, and that's kind of what we saw at the end of the first half. But uh, right from the beginning of the third quarter and on through the rest of the game, the Lakers just kind of handled their business. And, you know, it was a 20-point lead when LeBron and eventually AD subbed out, and they were able to just kind of coast to a nice, comfortable, wire-to-wire -wire win. Uh, I think they said on ESPN this was only the fourth time that they've won wire-to-wire -wire this season. Uh, sure, my, my heart uh, can confirm how few stress-free games the Lakers have played this year, uh, but this was a big one. This was a big one to get some momentum going heading into the All-Star break. Uh, the Lakers were able to see firsthand some things that they're going to be trying to build off of, whether it's the starting group, whether it's a bench unit, whether it's roles, all of that, all of that stuff. 
Um, this was this was a, a huge, nice, great win. Can we also just really quickly just go back? Let's savor this moment. Let's do this together, right? Where for years we have been begging on this show, on this platform, just surround LeBron with mediocre shooting, let alone good to elite shooting. And let's just see what that looks like, right? And man, that 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 opening group um, where you have D'Angelo Russell operating either as a primary or secondary creator, you have uh, Malik Beasley running off of screens, and and those sets let LeBron just kind of ease his way into a game. Uh, you have all kinds of space for LeBron and AD to do what they're going to do, and then um, because of how great at, at shooting. Uh, Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell are, it allows you to play another non-shooter out there in Jared Vanderbilt. And like that kind of length and athleticism and energy, uh, it's just, I, I really honestly think that is the Lakers' best lineup since they won the championship a few seasons ago. Um, and, and uh, you know, there might be one or two that come close. The Lakers did start the year after they won the championship pretty well. LeBron and Marcus Saul were playing good basketball, um, but but this to me, like it was, it's it's kind of interesting. And I'm going to talk about a, a little bit more, dive into some of the stats on this one here in a second. But that was, it's just it's a modern look, and it's the equation that has allowed LeBron at various stops to have the successes that he has had. Surround him with shooting surround him with guys who don't need to be on the basketball um, that much and who can, you know, if they are going to be on the basketball, they can also space the floor, space, space the floor when they're not on the basketball. And, and this is what it looks like. The opening to this game is exactly what that looks like. And sure, there are going to be some questions defensively. The Lakers did get out rebounded um, pretty heavily uh, last night, but still that is, that's what we've been begging for for multiple years now, plural. Um, and as frustrating as that stretch has been, and as annoying as it might be to sit here and say, like, how did you <laughs> screw up rosters as thoroughly as you did to get to this point? That doesn't matter anymore. This is the team that the Lakers have. This is the way that they're moving forward. And, and uh, dare I say, I'm optimistic. This game last night was pretty interesting in that it was kind of a reversal of the way that the Lakers have been kind of playing to this point, right? Where, uh, you know, so let's just look, go through some of the numbers. I'm just going to say, you know, close your eyes and picture this, and you can actually see the script play out as it has for much of the last couple seasons um, since the Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook. Um, just close your eyes, listen to these stats. One team out-rebounded the other 50 to 43. And over the course of the game, like some of that was being, that was caught up in, in garbage time. But one team dominated the boards um, over the course of the game. Uh, that team was not the winning team. Uh, one team shoots 7 of 25 from three-point range. The other shoots 10 of 37 from three-point range. Um, and and getting up that number of three-pointers, um Again, role reversal. That's not what the Lakers... If the Lakers shot 37 three-pointers in the game before they got all of these shooters, uh, <laughs> it was not It was not going very well. On this one, though, even though they shoot 
you know, a percentage point worse on the night than New Orleans did. Those three threes extra that the Lakers hit, you know, they, they either stem tides or extended runs or whatever. Um, the other one here uh, that, that really kind of stands out to me, the free throw line. Lakers shoot 22 of 36 from the free throw line. Obviously not a great percentage, 61.1%. Uh, they the uh, gave up 24 free throws to New Orleans. So uh, 12 more free throws there for the Lakers. And this is all like, this is the exact story that we watched over the course of the game for a lot of the Lakers' losses. Uh, they were down mathematically because of three-point shooting. Um, they tried to make up for it by way of, of rebounding and, and offensive boards and stuff like that. Offensive boards on the night, 13-6 to six, uh, in, in New Orleans' favor. Um, and and they shot fewer free throws because of some of the clutter that you see because the Lakers uh, didn't provide much spacing in on the interior to those who got the, the guys who were trying to get to the basket. So uh, that, that kind of role reversal, it was really refreshing, honestly, to watch that game and say, huh, man, it sure was nice to watch this game play out for you guys the way that it's been playing out for us for all of the entire year, right? It's the, it's the Steve Carell from The Office, how the turns have tabled or whatever. So, yeah, that was a, that was, it's an interesting game. And I think it's going to be, we, we saw in those numbers, you see some ways that the Lakers, even while they won by 18 points, carried at one point to 20 point lead in this one, while all of the, you know, the main guys were still playing. 22 of 36 from the free throw line, that's going to improve. 10 of 37 from the three-point range, um, that is going to improve. This was a blowout already that could very easily have been a 30, 35-point win in, in the Lakers' favor. And and still, we didn't have to stress it out because that that margin for error, we we now can see the Lakers have, have uh, a lot more of that to work with. And then... You know, the Lakers now have a week off. LeBron is going to be playing in the All-Star game. Um, I don't imagine he's going to play a very outsized role in that out in that All-Star game. Um, but you are going to see a lot of guys who, you know, could really use a week off to just kind of recover and, and, and uh, get ready for a sprint to the finish line here. The Lakers don't have, you know, they're 27 and 32. That is uh, 59 games. That means they have 23 games to go here um, before the end of the season. And, you know, like I said earlier, they, they're going to have to go probably 17 and 6, I would imagine. Um, and I think they're capable of it. You know, I, I talked about the opening uh, as they came back from the All-Star break, but the schedule does lighten up quite a bit. And, and the Lakers should, if they stay healthy, be able to go on a bit of a run. And and I think this game really kind of offered up the outline and, and you know, kind of the blueprint on what a run is going to look like basketball-wise in terms of approach. I thought the Lakers played uh, really well defensively. Um, they had a couple breakdowns here and there, but I thought they were really kind of flying around. They just they just kind of suffocate. They, it's, you have Jared Vanderbilt out there. You have... AD, I thought, was spectacular uh, last night. Much better uh, body language from him, too. Then you have LeBron, um, as engaged as he has been since the Lakers won a championship a couple seasons ago. So you have 
you know, you have the workings there of a, of a pretty good defensive team, I think, and a potentially elite offensive team. And we'll just see what that might uh, look like over this final stretch. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast. And probably the, you know, I might have another conversation type of pod um, between now and the end of the week where we look back on the pre-All-Star break uh, season that the Lakers have put together. And then, you know, also obviously look ahead to what the uh, second half of the season is going to have to look like and uh, the likelihood that we see the, the, the Lakers putting that kind of a run together. So um, until probably, you know, later in the week, uh, whether that's probably, it's probably going to be Friday. We're probably going to do maybe a hook or something Friday to wrap up the pre all-star or wrap up the pre all-star break season and then get ready for the post all-star break season. Um, so until then, until I talk to you, I, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm like, I can't talk right now. I'm not kidding. I have so much. And I just started dancing after the game. I was walking around the house doing the ice in my veins thing. When D'Angelo Russell made that three pointer in transition off the pull up, I was like laughing when the Lakers were connecting on alley-oops. I was laughing when AD was, was able to just kind of get his efficient, uh, 28 points and then just be absolutely dominant defensively. Uh, I was just, I was giddy here. So, uh, I know I being somebody who is paid to speak, uh, should be better at speaking, but I am legitimately way too, ex- I don't know how I'm going to sleep right now. I'm going to have to play video games like two in the morning, uh, because I, <laughs> because that game was so much fun. And because I feel a sense of optimism that I, I frankly haven't felt in, in, in quite some time. So, Until I talk to you guys next, and until I figure out a way to speak properly, I'm Anthony Irwin, saying have a good one.